It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. All right, no need uh, to panic. Here we are. Look no at the screen. It looks weird. It does look, right? We look close. Yeah, can we get that wide shot again? So yeah. you'll notice there's only, only three, three of us today. G Bush woke up, another neck issue, right? Yeah. He's a mess. Yeah, he texted us about 8.15 saying he woke up. He has, he's had neck surgeries and everyone's yeah, a lot his of them. nerves give him issues and he said he can't feel his arms. All right. Mm. So this happens, no need to worry. Uh, we're going to check in with G throughout the show, throughout the day, make sure he's all right. But this is not a, yep. not a catastrophic event. He's, he's day-to-day. We expect him back tomorrow. He's day-to-day. He day-to-day. He's played hurt a lot. He yeah. comes in. We know he's in pain yeah. from the neck. Uh, get well, big fella. We're thinking about you. I had some big thing happen to me yesterday. What's that? So, listen to this. It's not every day that I get on social media and I get like a, a celebrity follows me. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. So, I'm so, you know, you get a notification. Like, yeah. uh, most of my mentions is cut off, so I can't really see anything. Mm. But this one, it popped up on my phone. I was like, man, who is this? Yeah. Blue check and everything. Guess who it was? Mm. Jay Crawford. I didn't oh, realize I, I wasn't following him. I said, I've been following, I've been working with this guy for five months, and he just now decided to Now, wait a minute. I didn't have a follow either. Oh, you weren't following point there. So we got a point, <laughs> got a point I'm there. Really, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not active really on oh Twitter. Oh, my gosh. You had sent your tweet to the group, and I saw it. When I clicked on it, I'm like, yeah. how am I not following him? Yeah. So what's I jumped What's funny on. is, what's interesting is when you get a follow from, like, a fairly big celebrity, and then I always click on it to see, is this someone who's just following everybody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, there yeah. are some of these celebrities that just want to get as many follows as yeah. possible. Right. And they right. probably don't even do their own social media. Right. You right. know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and then you see, because if they're, if they have 100,000 followers and they're following 90,000 people, yeah. you know, you, it's yeah. meaningless. There's a ratio of followers yeah. to following. That's right. Sad, I don't, I don't understand that's it, a, but that's a thing. Yeah. And that's sad. I, I know it is, it is sad that it's a thing. I think I'm following like. 700 maybe I don't even know what's that I was at a point once where and I didn't do my social media for a long time oh you oh really I didn't anytime anybody would ask for a follow yeah the people that were yeah because I had it was usually either an intern or a a AP or something yeah they would always just yeah follow 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 now I like I would tweet my own stuff but I I don't really read stuff on Twitter yeah Yeah. I just I I feel strongly about this I would blast something out right Mm -hmm. um as far as responses go, yeah. If it was a personal response, I would always do those as well. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't like social media. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Uh, it's a. It can yeah. be a really negative space. Yes, it can. It can be. be a really negative. Especially space. if you're an athlete. You yeah. Know? Now <laughs> I think the guy who I think does social media better than anybody is Kirk Herbstreit. He does. Do he it lights right. dudes up, yeah. and he does it in a really cool way where you're like not even mad at him because mm-hmm. he's such a nice guy. But he, he handles it really well, and I know, he, and he does his own. He's really into it. By the way, I think we, when you said uh, the, the Twitter is like a mean space, uh, ca- the camera just went right on me. Steve, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> was that on purpose, Steve, or is that a coincidence? Dr. Steve does not make mistakes, put it that way. Yeah, uh-huh. no, nothing's by accident. You, I you, see. You get on people on Twitter? Do I what on Twitter? You get yeah, he gets people? on them. Yeah, yeah, sure. I fight with people sometimes. Hey, Tyvis, <laughs> tell everybody it. what the tweet was that you put out that caught my attention. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what happened was this. So I was a couple days ago. <laughs> I was doing so. I was watching TV or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my wife comes in and she says, I forget what she asked me to do, but she says, do this when you get a chance. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, maybe I should get up and do it right now. 
and not then, made I, it. You then the question was, yeah. then I, I started thinking like, well, what's the point of saying where you get a chance? So technically, it should be at my own leisure. Because because wives have a really good skill set of being passive so, aggressive. So, so <laughs> that's a classic PA move. Bull. If they say where you get a chance, what does that mean? Uh, you know, I I would use if I had the time at that moment, unless I was doing something really important, I would probably do it right then. What if yeah. it was like watching House? But of what does that translate? Let me translate that yeah, for yeah. you. When you get a chance, can you? Right. Here's what that means. I, I'm gonna need this done right now. <laughs> Yes, pretty In fact, much. my so, response so, to you was, so, so, you said, how many minutes days, do I yeah, have yeah. when they say when you get a chance? And I yeah. said, you should have been none. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, That's you should have done it means. already. So, now, I'm, I am very lucky. My wife is not passive aggressive. Like, we are, have, we make very thing clear. We don't let things linger. We got a problem. We talk about it, right? But that's not, I don't think that's common. And uh, so, yes, I think you should do it right away. Did you do it right I away? Did. I yeah. did. I did. I literally stopped what I was doing to go do it. If you'd like I, to yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi to Grandmaster, <laughs> how long have you been married, you by the way? These things. Uh, me and my wife will be, our two year anniversary is coming up on the 30th of this okay. month. Yeah, see, he's still a young pup. Yeah. You'll learn. Yeah. Oh, no, I've, learn. I've learned. And you'll also pick up, they're, they're good at with looks telling you what they need you to yes. do. Yes. <laughs> Not even words. Sometimes it doesn't even need words. You just look at me like, wow, I just feel like I'm. Dwight Clark and you know, my wife is Joe Montana, and it, I just picked up what she put down with yeah. a simple glance. Well, it was it was sad because it was sometimes where it was like, you know what, I'm I'm the man in this house. I'm gonna do it when oh, I feel. Yeah. Like. But then <laughs> oh, I felt boy. bad. Here we go. I felt yeah. bad. So it's like, you know what? Let me just go ahead because I I'll feel mm-hmm. bad if she because she don't really ask for too much. <laughs> so like, if I could just stop what I'm doing yeah, for a couple it's a seconds. Smart move. We got, <laughs> we got uh, our anniversaries in the same week. Oh, what's Mine's yours? the 24th. Okay. Uh, 12 years for me. Of when? Of October. Oh, nice. And you said October 30th, 30th. right? Very good. Jay, Very before good. you go, yeah. uh, Bull mentioned that I want to bring back up. Bull, who's the most random Twitter follow you have, celebrity-wise? Go around the horn real quick. Just like, just a random person. Oh, wow. Monica Potter? She's from Cleveland. Oh, uh, yeah. We follow one another. And she, I don't <laughs> think she follows everybody, so I, I like that one. But yeah, she, uh, she's a huge sports fan. I have no yeah, idea. Huge, right. huge Cleveland and I think she fan. lives in Cleveland now. She has a place in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, but she's not here all the time. Not here all the time. Yeah, she used she to have was, a business that I think is no longer there. It right. was in the mall, the arcade, rather. Oh, um, I didn't know that. It's like a home. She's she, famous for Parenthood. Hundreds. That was the show she, she was, was on. a big actress course, on Parenthood. was on Channel 4. Yeah. what about you? I don't know. My people is all sports related, I think. <clears throat> Tim, it's okay if it's me. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> Tim Ryan, who's running for Senate. Is Tim Ryan following you on Twitter? Uh, Tim Ryan would definitely. I don't. I, <laughs> politics. politics. I, I believe that the reason that a lot of these social media platforms have devolved to what they have is because of politics. That's true. I have, a pretty, I have a pretty general rule about politics and yeah. religion. Yeah. Um, you have a better chance of changing my mind on what my favorite food is than what I believe politically. And I don't align with a party. I align with issues. And most people can't comprehend that because most people just fall in line and they say, this is what the D's think. This is what the R's think. Yeah. And I got a lot of things that I believe. Both. I, I'm both. Yeah. I'm both. I, I, I lean left on some issues strong. I, think I mean, I'll argue to my last I think breath. I feel like that And too. also on the right. So what I've learned is you're wasting breath or characters or whatever. <laughs> I, I can't. The next time someone Character. sees a Facebook post and says, Huh. Pro life. Maybe well, I should give it a shot. I, I would <laughs> you say, know, that just doesn't happen. I, I would say that in general, you're right. I think if you're willing to have a reasonable conversation well, that's the problem. with reasonable Most people, people are. you can't, that, you can't I agree do with that, that on Twitter. I do sometimes, obviously, I do sometimes tweet about politics. What's funny is I never used to. Before uh, before 2016, I never tweeted about politics. Right. Before 2016, I was always like, Religion and politics were believe what you want, just right. don't tell me about it. That's where I'm at. And, 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 and I, I still that, believe that I have with, to practice that. Right. Too. I still believe that with religion. I have changed. I would argue that a lot of the things I tweet really are in politics. That people have turned them into politics. But uh, that's, yeah. that's a little too nuanced. It but is. Uh, but but that's one of the reasons yeah. why. It's, so I think yeah. politicians are big on following whoever follows them. Obviously. That's their potential. No, but vote. he followed me before I followed him. Then he the was reason. aware of your political views and said, "This is someone." That no, I don't, I don't. In Tim Ryan's case, I think it has more to do with sports because he huh. knows Dustin personally. Oh, he's a big sports fan too. He is. I know that. Yeah. Um, mine is oddly. This is so weird. I gotta go um, too. Mine is who is who is uh, John Legend's wife? Oh, Christy oh, Teigen. Uh, Christy Teigen. So John Legend was in. He was a big First Take fan, and he wrote a. He wrote a funny theme song for First Take that we never used, but yeah. he wrote it and he came in and he performed it. 
and Chrissy was there. And in the green room before the show, I'm mostly talking to John about sports. He's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got up to go into makeup, I was just sitting there, and we continued to have a conversation. And um, for whatever reason, 10 minutes later, she followed me on Twitter. And I'm like, well, I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm obliged. I have to follow, follow her back. <laughs> so that's just like the weird and random one. That, you know? right. that beats all of ours. Mine's Gordon Ramsay, Hell's Kitchen uh, show. Oh, how did that happen? I was playing golf one day, and on like the 13th box, my phone pinged, and I was like, oh, let me see this real quick. He's like, oh, crap, Gordon Ramsay followed me on Twitter. But he follows like 100,000 people. Nah, so so that's oh, legit, though. Not, yeah. not super. Oh, yeah, that's because I got to tell you. All right, let, let, me, let me dive into the show yeah. today. Obviously, we're going to start Guardians Yankees. We're going to get there in a second. Leroy and Robert are in for our, our powerhouse backfield combo. They're going to join us later in the show. We're going to talk a lot about Browns and Patriots, how they match up Patriots offense versus the Browns defense. Um, this – you know, I, I think if you want to get well again, I say that, and they put 29 up last no, Sunday. Yeah, don't say that. I, I thought all along this was the offense that our defense was going to get well on. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about that now, but we'll, we'll talk about that. And we're also doing true or false, even though G isn't here, right? Mm. The, the champ, he won. People's champ week. is not here, but yeah. we'll still give out. I know. The, well, the winner now the takes the belt, though. I mean, if you can't be yes. here to, fe- to he defend your it. title, then he you lose your title. He did vacate uh, the belt. But let's start, Bull. Uh, obviously, yeah. Guardians, Yankees. Um, before I say anything, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on, on the 4-1 defeat in game one. It obviously, listen, it's obviously disappointing. Mm-hmm. Even though you go into it knowing that the Yankees should win the first game. Mm-hmm. But... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What we talked about, in fact, the, I had to listen to the first two innings on the radio, which is a pleasure because you have to listen to Tom Hamilton. And Tom Hamilton, when the Guardians loaded the bases with one out after Quan's homer, yeah, and then Guardians, so I actually that was the third, the top of the third. I went into my house. I was sitting in my driveway because I didn't want to, even though I was DVRing the game. You don't want to <laughs> screw with the juju, right? Exactly. So I was waiting <laughs> till after the top of the third, and then I walked in my house, right? So. Tom Hamilton says, and he and he's 100% right, he goes, when you have a pitcher like Garrett Cole, he's not going to give you a lot of opportunities. Right. When he does, you have to take advantage. And think about this. They load the base. They get second. First of all, Harry, you're not going to see this on the stats if you weren't listening or watching the game. Because I went back and looked at it after I got back in the house. When Ramirez hits the double yeah. in that inning, after the, after the Quan Homer and the hit what by pitch play. to Rosario... Harrison Bader makes a great running play to prevent the ball from getting to the wall. If it gets to the wall, Rosario scores and Ramirez is on third. And And the inning unfolds completely differently. Who knows what would have happened, right? Mm. And instead, it's second and third, and they end up not scoring. What's weird is they got a big break on the next play because Naylor hits it to Rizzo. Rizzo went home too fast. Rosario smart goes back to third. So it's bases loaded, one out. You got a great opportunity. But like much of the night, Oscar Gonzalez had a rough night last wow. night. Yes, he and he did. couldn't come through. And you think mm-hmm. about this. Garrett Cole, who was already at 60 pitches or whatever, 60 around 60. at three. Was from from the moment that Naylor reached on the the um, the fielder's choice yeah. till he left, the only two base runners were Jose Ramirez walk, which I thought was basically intentional. Yeah. Because it was two out, nobody on. He I thought he didn't want anything to do with him there. Right. And then Straw gets the single off the glove. I would have left Cole in if I were the Yankees there because yeah. their pen stinks. But he locked it down. He retired that 12 of the final 14. And that was it. And you're so right about the Harrison Bader play. And, now, and I wanted to point out, too, the Yankees are the kind of team that when they see that they have a deficit at the break before the trade deadline, they're going to go out and address it. Yeah. They went out and got Harrison Bader. And I think a lot of people at the time were like, that's a nice pickup. Yeah. No, that's a great pickup. Mm. Great defense. For the very player. reason we saw last night, and I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I thought that was the turning point in the game. It's huge. I really did. Yeah. Because to your point, if he doesn't cut that ball off, it's already two to one. The the air goes out of the stadium because yes. he just bounced back with the solo home run that Bader hit to tie the game. No, no, no. 
No, Bader hit at the bottom of the third. Bader hit it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It right. Was, so it they was won, one to nothing. They won up two nothing. Yeah. You're and right. Instead, the Bader homer completely. Well, that the Yankees that's, back at that point, control. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. And I, I was as I was watching, I kept saying, okay, yeah. so I know one thing's going to happen. Garrett Cole is going to turn into Garrett Cole, and yes. he did after that. Right. After he got out of that, uh, out of that inning, the cup, the notes that I made, the couple notes that I made, one was the Bader play in yeah. center field. I thought that was the turning point. I also wanted to emphasize that in no other sports world. Can you go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows other than playoff baseball? Yeah. And Oscar Gonzalez with the walk-off home run had eternally cemented his name and his status in Cleveland sports fans' minds. I don't want to beat him up too much because that is a difficult play to yeah. make. Into that and he just made right a good field. play to play yeah. before. He just made a great which, play. which messed so, me up because I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, Where, if, if it, it hit the top, if it hit right. the top and went in, it's a home run. I, I thought, thought if one it, of the fans had touched it, it would have been a home run. I thought, it, yeah. I thought if it hit, like that's a home run. No. It and a, it, he came back, catches it, and guns him at first. I was like, I thought it was a home run at first. That's what I thought. I said that's gone. Yeah. And then the replay, you're like, oh wait. Yeah. That's not. And and Donaldson bad and job then, at him. But and, I'm, and I'm curious, Tyvis, as you jumped in here, because Jay and I are baseball nerds with diehard guys. <laughs> but as a more casual baseball yes. guy, did you like? He and I are like, yeah, y'all, it's okay, y'all it's like, okay. y'all like me with are football. Are you panicking? Right. Are you panicking? No, I'm not panicking. Okay. You know, I understand that the Yankees is a historically a good team, but I just I think that the Guardians team is a great team and they have a chance to get it done. They showed that they can get on base and they just have to find a way to hit them in, like which is easier said than done. But I just it's wanted, better than not. It's better right. than what they did against the Rays. That's they what I'm saying. Like they were able to get on. So it tells me that they're not afraid of the moment and they have what it takes. The only thing, the only thing that I wonder, which is I wanted to ask y'all, is that I seen on Twitter that they were saying that they should have retired um, the pitcher after the third Quantrill if, after the third before his third time around the line. Did y'all do y'all yeah. agree with? No, that? that's hindsight. I was fine with that's it. That's the benefit I, of the results, especially because he was pitching so well to that point. Yeah, and I get, I, I get it generally. And by the way, I bet a lot of the people complaining about it are the same people that complain about analytics because analytics <laughs> says <laughs> take him out there, right. but Francona who uses analytics, contrary to popular belief, but also uses his gut. He, and in he that has case, a great he used his gut. That, yeah. Yes. And I thought that was the right call. I mean, anybody can armchair quarterback it now yes. yeah. and say, oh, you know, he gave up the home run. Look, Aaron Judge did not hurt the Guardians. He did not. What the Yankees proved last night is they have so much depth up and down there. It's funny when you look, and this is the shift in baseball now. When they, If they just show you the batting averages of both teams, you're like, the Guardians are going to win this series running away. Yeah. They've got guys hitting 211, 220, yeah. 215. What what analytics and where baseball is now is they would rather have a guy hit 220 with 35 home runs than 260 and 15 home runs. Right. And the, and the Guardians have a lot of guys in that latter category. Right. They put the ball in play more than any team in baseball. Mm-hmm. They they strike out the fewest rate in baseball. They also hit the 29th most home runs. Right. So, last night, mm. analytics won. 86% of the time, the team that hits the most home runs in, in a postseason game wins that game. Oh, right. Well, La- then now, the, the Guardians obviously won their first series that way, 2-1. to one. Right. Last night, they got out homer, 2-1, to one, and they lost. So, the, the Yankees have built their team on, uh, on this premise. We don't need – and if you think about it, and, and this is fascinating. It's a fascinating way to think about it. When I tell you 280 average, compare it to a 215 average, what do you think? Huge difference, but in reality, I would say the that's same. the, the success <laughs> rate. The but the, the success rate is twenty-eight percent to twenty-two percent. Right, it's not. It's not as big it's as you. It's not might as think. big as it's we as, in our minds right. have made and, it out and, to be. And the thing is, like sometimes you give your opponent credit, right? The, the Guardians couldn't come through. They were zero for eight runners in scoring position. 0 for 12 in the playoffs. Which That's is what killed them. Again, it's amazing that the Guardians only had four at-bats in the first two games against With the Rangers. With runners in scoring position. position. And they won a single series hit and won the series. It's absurd. <laughs> they are, and, and this is what's got to change, obviously. The Guardians right now are offensively the complete opposite of what they've been all year. You're right. They're striking out. They're not hitting in the clutch. And all their runs have been homers. Yeah. That's not how they win games. Nope. And you've got to stay true get out to of that who quick. you are. And, and, and Terry knows that. Yeah. And – I'm so glad at moments like this that we have Terry Francona at the helm. I'll guarantee you if he said anything at all to the team, because he doesn't really need to. Nope. But his message would be this. We're fine. 
Oh, that's no, right. We came I mean, to New is, York one, to split. You that's want right. look if you win two, you're in a great position. But the the when you the business trip was the objective of the business trip. Let's come back one and one. Hmm. If let's you look get at two the, in our building, then it's in your control, yeah. guys. If you looked at the body language, I don't know if anybody paid attention to it, but I did. If you look at the body language during the game of Francona and Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone was chewing his nails. Chewing his nails. <laughs> he was a mess. He looked like he was ready to. Crap his pants. You know why? Frank Kona's just like, <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. He's like me sitting in a chair. You know what? He was. They go to Vegas. Go to Vegas and watch the dude in the $10,000 suit play blackjack. Yeah. And then watch the guy with the steel toe boots, the hat on backwards, and a pack of smokes in his front pocket. Yeah. That dude is playing each hand like Aaron Boone. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the $10,000 suit is Terry Francona. Yeah, he's like house money, baby. Well, the two it's things, all good. Money. Got, the, two, yeah. the two things else is one. I wanted to shout out Stephen Kwan. I seen that he uh, had the it, highest average for a rookie since Larry Dober. Yeah, highest that was yeah. very impressive. Yeah. He yeah. was the very one that came impressive. through. Yeah. And uh, and the, a lot the, of other years would have won rookie of the year. Doesn't deserve it. No, I know. Had a great season. Right. Deserve it. And then year, the, the Jose deserves Ru- to be in the conversation. Absolutely, and he is, but absolutely. The Jose Ramirez play where he okay, so they hit it to him and he dropped it. It turned it into a double. Yeah, you think it up. Is that is, you don't sure think it was in purpose? No, I don't think so. I don't it, think it was. It, it worked out, out great. Be, it turned out it, to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out beautifully, but there's no way he could have known that the runner was staying at first base. Right, there's right, no right. way he could have known that. It's, That's true. Bang, bang. Yes. It hit the web. It hit the uh, uh, palm of his glove and yes. came out. But he's so good and so in every spot that he gets in. You never see Jose make the wrong play. No. He was able to gather himself. No panic. Easily make the double play. Mm, yeah. Great, great job out of him. I thought in general, yeah. I thought that Quantrill did what I thought he would do. Everybody got consumed by the fact that he was 15 and 5, but he had the most run support of any starter in baseball. He right. has averaged six runs a start. Hell. You better be 15 and 5 if you're given six runs of support. Yeah. And And I don't want to take anything away from him. I just thought that he did exactly what I expected him to do. He made three mistake pitches. Two of them were home runs. One of them went off the top of the wall. Other than that, I mean, the other run that they had was a goof. Well, and they shouldn't have had that. And by the way, Austin Hedges, you got to throw Judge out there. A good throw, and he's out. I know. I mean, he's only playing for his defense. And I and listen, I've been off him the last couple of months. You have because he does run that pitching staff. That's what's the problem. But he's got to make that throw in defense. You got to get back on him, boy. He was he was at his best when you was all on him. Yeah. You so get on him and he'll yeah, get a home run. I'm about to say we get a home run. Aaron Judge is 16 of 18 on, stole, on stolen bases. Yeah. People think that oh he's just no, no, a lumberjack no. that can hit home runs. Aaron Judge does everything. He's well. great and he's not fast, but he tends to get a he's good jump. Fast, though. He's sneaky fast though. Agreed. But it's a long. But if you look yeah, at yeah. it, yeah. Say, yeah. He's, he's I don't blind. disagree with anything you guys are saying. However, if you look at it, you got a good throw. You got him. Yeah, and and good throw. You got him. Normally. He makes good throws. He makes the throw. And, you know, and, and he makes the unfortunate. Uh, hey, can, I, can I ask you guys a question on that real quick? Yeah. Sure. So, Hedges, obviously, this is his first postseason experience. The moment they got played to him. They played the Rays in the, the wildcard series, but this is their first postseason run. Right. How much does the lack of playoff experience affect these guys, especially in a setting like New York in front of a raucous crowd like that? Do you think it has any effect whatsoever? I don't I, I think don't. so. I think it's coincidence that they had some sloppy moments. I mean, they, you never know for sure. Right. There are players that can be intimidated by playing at Yankee Stadium, which is why it's important to try to keep, you know, keep it quiet, keep them quiet. And had they scored a few runs, it probably would have loosened them up even more. I, I don't think there's panic from this team. Right. I think this team plays young and loose. Their, their manager doesn't panic. Their star player doesn't panic. I don't think they panic at all. I, I agree with that. I don't yeah. think they did. One thing I wanted to point out, too, yeah. which I thought – I was waiting to read the papers this morning for one main reason. I wanted to see how Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan responded to reporter questions about all the grief that they were getting yeah, from it was Yankee a lot. Stadium. Because if you're not following this, in April, in an early season road trip when they were there, there was an incident where Miles, Stephen Kwan got hurt. Miles, the bleacher yeah. creatures were yelling some things yeah. at Kwan and Miles, and there. they were throwing things. Yeah. And Miles Straw didn't like it. He climbed the fence. Yes, he did. He was he was right in. So obviously, everyone knew that they were going to get on Kwan and Straw. They were yeah. booed every time they came to the plate. That's right. why I loved the fact that Kwan hit the home run right into the bleacher creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was perfect. Yeah. I knew both would be asked about it. My hope was that Terry would have pulled them aside even before the series started and said, look, 
You guys are going to be asked questions about the right. Yankee fan base. Don't egg them on. This can go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. You can egg them, egg them on and yeah. call them jerks and idiots and unsportsmanlike, which is true. But you just feed the beast when you do yeah, that. Yeah, don't do that. What you need to do is kill them with kindness. And that's exactly what both of them did. And I was so glad to read that this morning. Quan said it was kind of cool. You know you've reached a certain <laughs> status level. That's true. When that crowd yeah. hates you that much. That's a good point. It's I exactly it. what Chipper Jones used to say when, for years, they would call him Larry right, and Chance right. when he would come to the Mets. Yeah. And Chipper said... I'm doing That's something right, right because one of the toughest tough. crowd bases in sports I, hey, listen, knows you, that I've got to be pushed I, down. I know that baseball is different than football, but yeah. like I've never let a crowd affect me in any way. Like, yeah. yeah, but remember, I, look at it this way. You've never been the focus of all eyes in the stadium. Right, right. In I guess baseball, that's true. That's when true. you walk into that batter's you box, did, yeah. you yes. feel the karma yeah. around you, whatever it is, good or bad. Right, right, right. right. And, and I knew that they were going to be booed. And by the way, Quan is is in left field, so he doesn't have to deal with that crew anymore. Right, but right. Miles Straw does. Miles <laughs> yeah. Straw heard it. I'm sure Oscar Gonzalez heard it. Yep. And I was just glad that they took the mature and the high road. Smart and move. said, hey, they're a great fan base. It's it's kind of a badge of honor that they hate me that much. Yeah, That's yeah, true. That means I'm doing something that right. Is very I, true. I, I do want to talk about I my one beef with Francona last night, guys, was Uh-oh. I can't understand why in the top of the seventh inning, so the, the Yankees just add the lead. And again, the Yankees deserve credit. There was a Quantrill left it hanging to Rizzo. He doesn't miss hangers. No. You knew he was going to. As soon as I saw it, I said, oh, my God. Shot. He crushed it. So it's 4-1. You're coming up in the seventh, okay? It's desperate time in that game. I couldn't. I know the Guardians bench is not very good. We all know that. Yeah. But. I can't let Hedges hit to start off the seventh down three runs. No. I didn't understand I, I, that. I thought about that especially. He's right. carrying three catchers. Three catchers, so it's you a no-brainer. You carry three catchers specifically yes. so you can pinch hit right. for your offensively deficient catcher. Yes, and, I, I didn't understand and he didn't that. Do it. I also, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I w- hindsight, yes, yeah. I would have done it. By the way, he hit the ball hard as hell there. He hit the ball down the third baseline, and Donaldson made, all the plays made the a field. great play. But he yep. almost had a double. Yeah. So, you know, and, and yeah. Tito, Tito is the kind of guy, he's not one to, to quickly roll on a guy. He's right. not one. But to, he has pinch hit for him at the end of games a he lot has, of times. And if, I think if you get into a situation where it's a 2-2 tie and it's the 7th, 8th, or ninth inning you and it just comes up, he's out. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> Certainly. So, I, I agree with you. And he and, did pinch hit for him in the ninth inning. No, he pinch hit for – yes, he did. Yeah. He pinch hit for him in the yeah. ninth. I thought the move that he made the mistake on was not pinch hitting for Naylor who looked particularly bad against the curveball and slider against Garrett Cole. He was – the guy that I thought was pressing too hard at the plate was Naylor. I, I, I get what you're saying. a lot. And he's been bad against lefties. and they. That's why I would have pulled him. His, his average against yeah, lefties – and by the way, not just his average. The lefty that they brought in kills lefties. Yes. The kills them. The only reason I would have stuck with him there – is because I, I think about that playoff series he had against the Yankees, right. Naylor, and he's the type of guy that if he can get into one and yeah. hit a home run, like he goes I, I bananas, agree. the Especially whole team the gets fired up. There to right field. And, and, and because I don't have a great option on the bench, I would have stuck with him, but yeah. there's certainly an argument there. I mean, it, there's an argument on taking Quantrill out. You and I both think he did the right thing. I think he did. There's an argue on, you know, in every game, we're – in the playoffs, we dissect the game yeah, more than you do in the regular season. That's why I love playoff baseball so much. Yeah. In the regular season, that was a ho-hum game. Yeah. Yankees won. It's never given any talk. Right. It's, you know, it is, yeah, they just didn't, they didn't get it done in the clutch or mm-hmm. whatever. But we're parsing pitch selection. We're yeah. parsing Gonzalez misplaying that ball in the corner, yeah. which a lot of guys have done. Mm. That's a yeah. tough spot. It is. It's the a fans tricky, are right on top of and you. There's not a lot of you room got this there. Much space. Yeah, it's a weird space like, there. All in all, though, I'm glad that we're in agreement. All in all, I think that the guard, they're not happy about it. They no. would have loved to have had the win, but I think there's zero panic. Before we move on, we're going to talk about the Browns offense against the Patriots, or the, the Browns defense against the Patriots offense in a second. There's one thing that's really bothering me today, and I got to get this off my chest. And I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to get the Dodgers in prime time. But it, it is supposed to be 68 degrees and sunny in New York today. They're having the weather today that we had yesterday. Yeah. The Guardians and the Yankees have the day off. I know. They have the day off because last night the Dodgers game was at 930. They wanted 
They didn't want two Dodger games to be late in the primetime window for East Coasters. Right. So tonight, number one market, New York, gets the night off because they don't want them to go head-to-head in the TV. Right. The Dodgers get the primetime slot, 8 o'clock start tonight on the East Coast. The problem with that is it's 100% chance rain tomorrow. Yeah. And here's what that does. Right. It pushes game two, and it's a decision may actually be made today on whether or not they're going to move that game. Likely it'll come tomorrow. But either way, if the game if game two is pushed from Friday to Saturday, that really hampers the Indians because the Guardians. Because then you have game two Saturday, fly back home after the game, play game three. Uh, game two uh, Friday. Game two Friday. Right. Game three Saturday. Yeah. Game four, if needed, Sunday. Game five, if needed, right. Monday. Yes. So three flights and mm. four games mm. in four days, and that means Bieber will not get two starts in the series. Yeah, uh, the Yankees would have the flights too. Well, Absolutely, they have the, the guard- flights. But here no, they have the flights too. There's two reasons why that's a disadvantage for the Guardians. One you already mentioned, that's Shane Bieber. Right. Now I don't know that they would use him on three days rest in Game I don't Five, either. but at least you'd have the option, which you will not if the game gets pushed back. The other thing, and I think this is something that's under the radar. What is the Guardians' advantage in this series? Their big advantage. The bullpen. Yeah. Well, the more games that are back-to-back-to-back, the lesser, even if it's a little bit, that advantage is. Because if you have to use Classe and Karinchek in games two and three, well, there's a decent chance they'll be at least a little less effective in four and five. You're right. And because the Guardians have that big advantage, it, it closes the gap on that advantage because the Yankees don't have a set guy, so they can use anybody because they don't. They kind of trust all their guys. They don't trust any of their guys that much, yeah. except for maybe Peralta. They were great lefties. last night, though. But they did a good job last night. Great. I give them credit. Losaga did a good job after he got in trouble. He got out of that inning with the double yeah. play. It was fascinating too, watching the difference in how the two managers use their bullpen. Yeah. Tito's a guy who has a seventh inning guy, yes. an eighth inning guy, a ninth inning guy, and that's that. So if Aaron Ju- or Aaron Boone is a matchup guy. He wants lefty on lefty, righty on righty. Right. He'll, do, he'll, he'll make the moves based on the situation in the game. But there, he, I, he wasn't always that. I think it's become a necessity because he doesn't have a closer. True. He really doesn't. And he, he doesn't have much of a setup guy. No, I mean, I mean it, they, they don't really have one guy that you completely trust. I, I feel that Shane Bieber is going to pitch a wonderful game. I agree. He's going to hand it over to the bullpen. The only question mark to me is will the Indians guardians I keep calling them that and I'm yeah. sorry will they be able to get to Cortez they, Cor- Cortez had a great year yeah so I don't know that but if they actually pitch better than Cole this year but obviously yes, Bieber's yes. a lot better than Quantrill and they need him to lock it down but ultimately as good as the Guardians pitching has been and I think will continue to be if they don't start getting back to the hitting club they've been all year they're gonna lose it's over yeah, yeah. and you know, here you got Aaron Judge stealing a base. I hope it don't. Right. Uh, and, th- th- hey, wait, that's what we do. Right. That's our thing. We got to string and together hits. We do. Get that clutch hit. You know, he, he, he had a lot of opportunity. You know, a, a lot may be strong, but he had a, a few opportunities last night, and, we, and the Guardians cannot come through with a clutch hit. All yeah. they got to do is get me, man. Just Let's sign, do it. Sign They got to turn sign it around. Sign you, add y- you to the playoff you, you know, roster. Y'all know what I do, you know. Ground ball to short. <laughs> Or you may swing and let listen, go of the bat. Listen, listen. First of all, I did not do that. The, my first hit, I'm only good for one hit. My yeah. first hit was a perfectly well, how, how, good line I can't drive. attest. It was a nice How hard was that? Field. Thank you. How hard was that pitch, you think? Seven miles an hour. It was about as fast as Leroy Horde ran in the open field. What's up, Leroy? <laughs> Leroy, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Ooh. Sports Show. Leroy, you hey. watch baseball? Did you watch yeah. the game? Hey, hey, by the way. Yeah. I refuse to take this blasphemy from McNuggets. 17 miles, 17 miles an hour is fast. What's doing this? Huh? 17 miles an hour is fast. Tyreek Hill runs 20 miles an hour. That was a compliment. No, Tyreek Hill runs like 24. Uh, 17 is average. That's my bad. It's a little bit How fast average. did you run in your yeah. prime, Leroy? What was your 40 time? Uh, 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, wow. Really? Yeah. Man, okay. For a, guy, for a guy that size. You know what? By the way, here's what has killed my life. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I want to be clear about this. I never played fullback. Mm. They just lined me up so they could get me the ball. And when I was in college, we ran a wishbone. Mm. And so... 
if you notice, when I played in the wishbone, I got on the bottom of the wishbone so I could carry the ball. Not so I could block for somebody else. But for some reason, for some reason, I became a fullback uh, and a short yardage guy. I got to, hey, by the way, longest touchdown is 70 yards. They ain't catch you, huh? They ain't catch me. Have, have you ever been caught from behind? Yes. Okay. Let me tell not you. that time. <laughs> hey, Leroy, you, you were the guy. We were the guy who famously said, get, you know, you yeah. need three, you need one yard, I'll get you three yards. You need five yards, I'll get you three yards. So you kind of picked hey. on yourself. <laughs> but, but, but check this out. Check this out. He did. That's true. You, you, you could go into the game thinking that all I was going to do is run over you. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? You have fine with that. You had some wiggle to you, Leroy? Oh, I had some, look, you know what they used to call me in Minnesota? The original toe popper. <laughs> quick as a cat. I was quick as a cat. I'll ask you, Robert, when he comes Ask Robert. Ask Robert. Hey, hey, ask Robert. You know why people thought you were a fullback? Because you wore the largest shoulder pads yeah. ever issued in the history of the NFL. That's true. Blame Kevin Mack for that. <laughs> when I got into the league, I was like, Damn, they who they must be hitting up in here. Let me, give, me, give me some of them K Max. Yeah, Kevin did right? have huge like, shoulder pads. When I first got to Michigan, when I first got to Michigan, all of the running backs, Gerald White, Bob Perriman, they had these big old gigantic thigh pads. And I was like, oh, that's what that's what we doing. I remember those. Oh, I those got the big old thigh pads. Yeah. My legs barely move, but I was protected. Mm. Right? Yeah, it wasn't until like my junior year I realized, hey man, they no. I got to get these little pads so I can move. Leroy, but if yeah, you like, Leroy, don't, if you're in the weight room, you don't need all them pads like that. Shoot, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Spoken like a guy who played in the secondary and didn't wear thigh pants. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> right. I sure did not. Right. You, I used right. to cut okay. my. I used Look. to cut my. Like, so he didn't have to be this there. jersey or whatever. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. By the way, Leroy. Nobody told you to play off, Miss Leroy. You could have played live. By the way, I got to give Leroy. No. I, I got to give Leroy this because everybody busts his chops about Michigan. My so my um, my wife's uh, my wife's husband, my wife's husband, my wife's brother, <laughs> his brother-in-law, who I consider like a brother-in-law. We're good friends. He's a Michigan alum, mm. and he went to boy. he went to Michigan. Uh, the same time you did, and he said you. I was just talking to him this weekend. I saw him for the first time in a while. He goes, Leroy was my favorite player in college. Look at that. He's a Michigan hey, guy. All I did was play football, but <laughs> I didn't. You know, I don't. I don't think the fact that I played football made me any different than anybody else. So, okay. when I was on campus, I was a college kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had never been out. Really been out of the state of Louisiana. So I was enjoying it, and my whole thought was. If this is the last four years of my football career, then I'm gonna make sure I take it all in, you know, Smart. because yep. we all we all think, you know, that this is what our path is, mm. but we don't know that for sure. And yeah. so, if and one of my biggest regrets in, in in football is this: we were 15 and one in Minnesota, and we were big favorites playing Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. Oh, I remember. And we lost. And it was over. And my regret was is that I never got to appreciate being 15 and 1 because I always assumed that we would be in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And now that it's over, it was like a wasted year of good football that I never really got a chance to enjoy. Missed because it's perfect all year, missed in the playoffs. Right. It really it really it really sucked. It really it, it it took me back to like make me think about, hey man. We started this to have fun and to have a good time and to hang out with friends and stuff like that. It don't mean you don't put the work in, but at any point in time, if you don't appreciate and still keep it fun, then it's time to quit yeah. because that, that's, that's the whole part of it. When you watch guys play, right, win or lose, you want to see them having fun. You want to see them doing what they do best. 
you know, and, and that's the only thing that kind of frustrates me with the Browns is that whenever they get into a situation, if it's do or die time, I want to see them do a die with the guys that got them there. Yeah. And that's my only complaint. That's my only complaint with, with that. You get inside the 10, and I got nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but that's not why you got there. Right, ride your horse. So I want to I want to ride or die with Chubb or, or 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 Hunt. And and the thing is, is if you use them enough, it makes it easier on Jacoby Brissett. Now keep in mind that 6'4", 240, I'd rather my chances of Jacoby Brissett running that ball than him throwing a pinpoint pass. Right? Because he looks like he had a little bit yeah. of room. Yeah. And they right. Um, the other thing is, is that I don't know what goes through quarterbacks' minds. Because for some reason, you go all over the league, they feel like they got to make the play mm-hmm. because they're a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it gets them in trouble. They watch Tom Brady's highlight reel. Leroy, do you know what a super chat is? A what? A super chat. Because that's, that's what I said, too. I'm like, what the hell is a super chat? Super chat. Is that, is that when, the, um, when the election went bad? Or no, that's a hanging chat. <laughs> no, we're talking super chat. C-H-A-T. Super chat. Yeah, here's McNuggets to explain what the hell that is. Yeah, so Leroy, <laughs> we uh, implemented Super Chat this week on the show, and pretty much fans or viewers watching can pay, and we'll read their comment. So this comes from Donnie M. This is not me. This is Donnie M. on Super Chat. He paid $20 for us to read this to you. Leroy was Michigan's I don't think he wanted. Fullback. I don't think he wanted to know that he spent 20 bucks to, to uh you just supposed to let that – no, it, it, it pops up. It shows it on there. It is, it is public okay. domain. And information right, stays you. on for 10 minutes with the monetary value. But he says, Leroy was Michigan's greatest fullback. Go Bucks. <laughs> to say that. Yes. Hey. That is money well spent. Hey. Yes. Yes. Hey. Leroy was Michigan's greatest fullback. Go Bucks. That's, that's hey. what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you, you want to know? Here, I'm going to tell you all a story how – I wore the Michigan banner prop. So every year in camp, the, the Ohio State coaches would come to Cleveland, right? And they have all their garb on, looking all nice and, and whatever. And so I said, uh, I went up and shook all their hands, went down the line. They said, thank you, thank you. They said, well, what are, what are you shaking our hands for? I said, because if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be here. And then one guy goes, who the hell are you? I say, oh, hold on. You used to see in the back of me. Let me turn around. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Hey, wow, Leroy. Hey. Wow. Hey. Look, if we going to do it, we going to do it. <laughs> I ain't, look, I ain't never backing down. I, I, can't, mm. I can't wait until a month from now. You can't thing, wait. Thanksgiving. Listen, I, once a year. Down. There's no hiding. Once a year. Every day of the week. That's going to be a fun week. I wear Michigan stuff. <laughs> And that's the only day I don't is Thanksgiving. And that's usually when, because keep in mind, back in the day, I only knew when Thanksgiving was because it was the the Thursday after the Ohio State-Michigan game. Hmm. Now it moved it to, to the following week. Yeah. So I take a day off of my Michigan stuff just for Thanksgiving because <laughs> I need uh... more room for pie. I'm not even going <laughs> to go there with you. Just know that that Wednesday of that week, I, I, I oh, yeah. We're gonna have a show. Just, no doubt. just be ready. That's gonna no be great. Doubt. Just be ready. By know? the way, no, by the way, no doubt. By the way, Leroy in you fourth think, place look at me. Look in the me. fantasy league. Is fourth he? place. That's not bad. Right Who's now, in fourth place? you're in fourth place at a ten. Don't I, don't don't even talk about me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Is it safe to make the assumption? That because I beat him, he's below me. <laughs> yes. Travis is nine. That's all I'm What is wrong with y'all? We kicked the season I lost off. Like 180 listen, points this week. Listen, it's oh not God. it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. That's, That's true. Fact. So that is a y'all fact. can yeah, sit there and gloat, and it can easily. I'm you playing can, Leroy you this can week. Easily get a major injury, and it could be over with. So don't don't do that. Yeah, but here's the problem: you're not going to win it in the first five weeks, but you damn sure can lose it. <laughs> if you're 0 and five, you're. I'm done. not 0 and five. Oh, you're not. I'm not. What's your no, record? He's one and four. four. <laughs> Nobody's 0 and five. Nobody's 0 and five. Uh, I got a chance. You're ahead of McNuggets. Leroy, yeah, I'm not doing this thing. Leroy this week. Who's playing Leroy? Me and Leroy in the battle for third place. What's the right matchup now. projection? 
I'm a big favorite, but he's got some injured guys that he hasn't replaced yet. Look at that. All right. Now you down yeah. tomorrow. He, you he's got his tight world. end is out. Da- Darren Wallace hurt. And you got Teddy Bridgewater in there. He's well, you'll want to watch it at, at 1245-ish because uh, Dave Richard is going to be on for Waiver Wire Wednesday. Yep. And who knows? Maybe he can tell you who you can pick up. Pick to, up uh, there. Yeah. To jump. Hey, let's, let's talk specifically about the Browns' defense mm. against the Patriots' offense. Um, there's some mm-hmm. talk that we don't know who's going to be quarterback. And I think this is quintessential Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. But this is what Bill does. He's yeah. leaving some question as to whether or not it'll be Bailey Zappi, who has played extremely well. Has anybody ever heard of Bailey Zappi before? Yeah, the Nuggets did because he yeah. played at Houston Baptist he or something. He played at Houston Baptist oh, yeah. and then I transferred knew, to Western I had Kentucky. never heard of this guy I knew him coming ago. out, and I was, I was one of those guys that was like, he was interesting because he had the most – passing yards and most touchdowns. Huh? So I was like, right. oh, that's like, you don't do that by accident. Now, for the record, yeah. most teams considered him undraftable. But uh, for, for a guy who started at Houston Baptist and went to Western Kentucky, listen to his numbers so far through a game and a half. 27 of 36, 287 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, one pick. And they lost to Green Bay in overtime. And they beat the Detroit Lions 29 to nothing. Yeah. So it's not quite Tom Brady yet. <laughs> He's wow. got a little work to do. Wait. But it's hey, interesting. By the way, I mean, Detroit's got the worst defense. That is football, how Tom probably. Brady started. Tom Brady started See, because we, of an injury. Yep. No, right. we, no, but I'm saying when we look back at Tom Brady's career, we all we we chalk up that first year as a Super Bowl year. But if you go look at his numbers, they were okay. They were just okay. You're right. Nothing, nothing special. Right. And, he, and so, you know, now, 20 years later, we like to go back and and kind of, you know, say, oh, Tom Brady was great right out of the gate. But he wasn't. No, he was not. And and so, but but here's what's going to happen. Do you want Zappy or Mac Jones? It don't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. You, I you know, know what, what, Go ahead and tell them because I know exactly what's going to happen. They can have me back Here, at Here's what's going to happen in this game. Here's what's going to happen on this game on Sunday. Bill Belichick is going to take one aspect of your game away. Yep. Or try to. Probably the run. And that's running the football. Yeah. And he's going to do whatever he can to stop Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and dare Jacoby Brissett to beat him. And he knows that's Jacoby what he does. well. That's what, and guess what? That's what he should do. However, there ain't been nobody in the NFL to stop these dudes. Nobody. (laughs) They can't. Except the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're right. Stefanski has stopped them. So, so, it's okay to be a passing team, but understand where you start. And that's what I think. See, we all say, when we get in those times, those crunch times, those times of need, we revert back to what we know best. Right? That's what we do. But we don't do that. Because at the end of that game, I don't care what the scenario is. I don't care if you go, you know, motion, move them around, or whatever. Those two guys got to get, get the ball. Now, here's where coaching comes in. You just find creative ways to give him the ball instead of just turning around and handing it to him. That's on that's that's how you change it up. Don't don't uh, think, okay, we can just run up the middle. You might have to do a pull a trap. You might have to do a counter. You might have to do a, a lot of different things. But the ball need to be in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's hands inside the 10. Because the worst way to lose in any sport. The worst way to lose is not even having an opportunity to go out with your best. Yeah, don't get beat with your second best pitch. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. If you throw heat and you're a baseball pitcher, you throw heat, you would be absolutely livid if you throw a changeup and you get hit 400 feet. Happens all the time. Right. You're, you're right. Happens all the time. And, and the thing about coaches who have been in the league for a while is that they okay with throwing their best on the field and saying, come get some. It's the newer coaches. It's the analytics coaches 
<laughs> that want to look at a piece of paper and determine the best way to beat the team across from them. And the problem is, is that you know what beats other teams? Talent. I don't care what situation you put them in. At some point, they got to tackle Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who has the most yards, breaking tackles. Nick Chubb, which means that even if you don't block them all, it's no guarantee he's still not going to break it. Why would you test that theory? Leroy, let's let's flip the other way because you're right. I think we all agree with you on this. There's no doubt about it. But the other way, the Browns run defense the last two weeks mm. has been about as bad as you could possibly be. The Patriots right. are a running team. They did lose their starter. Even though their running back's out. Right, one of them, right. right. Harris is matter. out. But but we've matter. seen them. We saw them last year in that bad weather game run the ball every play. Like if you're, do you think we'll see like eighty? Like could it be to the point where they run it eighty percent of the time, or is that too crazy? But but here's 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 the thing, that you got to have either stones as a coach, yeah. or not care because you're you're securing your your job, to say, I'm only going to throw it three times. How many coaches would do that? Somebody's going to get oh well we got to run a little play action we got to do something. Yeah. No, you win the game. Just win the game. Get to next week. I don't care if it's three nothing. I think we get so caught up. Like like I think a lot of NFL teams play like there's NFL rankings like in college. And they gotta have impressive wins. <laughs> right? Instead of just winning the game. You know, I don't wanna you know, I've had conversations and people say, Oh, the Browns could have lost the first game, you know. Uh, because they didn't finish and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay? Just win the game. Do whatever you got to do to win the game. And a lot of times, sometimes, the the simplest of things is what will get you there. So I'm not, you know, I think that these are some of the things that Kevin Stefanski is still learning because it's hard when you have the offense that he's capable of having to realize that I don't need half of this playbook because the first five plays will win games than, than, <laughs> than a lot of other teams, right? Run left, run right, play action over the middle, right? <laughs> That's it. Is that it? When they were running the hell out of the ball, Njoku seemed to look like a pro ball tight end. That's That's – but that's how the game is played for them right now. And and so accept it and and, and just and just move on. The the fact that you could get to the crunch time in the game. And and the difference between a lot of coaches and Bill Belichick is I told you the story. We were in a playoff game against New England. Call a timeout. We're on the 10-yard line. It's windy. Everything's going crazy. Um we get <clears throat> Me, Eric, and 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 uh, Vinny are on the sideline. Bill's talking about check this, check this, check this, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Great whistle blow. We go back on the field, and Bill just yells, "Hey, Vinny, don't screw it up like you did against Pittsburgh." <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? He handed it off. He didn't try to outtrick the defense. <laughs> we blocked him up and scored. So sometimes. The simplest of football gets it done more than this elaborate scheme you have. And I think sometimes Stefanski needs to understand that, that, look, he's a he's an unbelievable offensive coach. And I think a lot of times when you have so much knowledge and ability to get something done, it almost seems as if you are unwilling to do what everybody else would do, Right? You take 20 coaches and put them in that situation at the end of the game, what they going to do? They're going to hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. They're going to hand it off to Nick Chubb. They're going to have safe rollout plays. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to say to Jacoby Brissett, if it ain't there, run it. Because how many times have we heard a coach say that to a quarterback? They'll tell him, hey, field goal takes the lead. Don't do nothing stupid. Right? So, I don't know if it's a communication thing. I don't know, you know, if, you know, it's going to take, what it's going to take to just get, you know, 
not necessarily simplify it, but understand who your playmakers are, understand who the guys you can depend on no matter what, and then go from there. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tell you what, Leroy, I think when it comes to the the Browns defense, we talked about the running game, running defense being terrible. Don't you think it's all about, like... I mean, forget the players, forget the scheme. The Browns got to show some freaking pride on defense. They got to go out there and tack. I mean, just kick some ass. Oh, you're some Let's see how tough this is. Oh, 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 y'all sound like me a week ago. Let's go. Hey, let let me explain something. Tyvis can attest to this. Any school, any team, any organization that you've ever played against that has had the elite pass rush that they have on the outside, right? You let them do what they do. And then you run right underneath it. One of the things that make pass rush so makes pass rush good or bad on defense is the pressure in the middle. If you don't have no pressure, pressure in the middle, then you know what you're going to see quarterback back up, take a step forward. Those two rush ins going to bang in each other. And then you go on about your way. And that's what happened. Now, My only concern is this. When it gets to the point when you realize that you can't do it that way and you can't get pressure up the middle just with your two uh, tackles, then you got to find other ways to get pressure up the middle. Right? We have a rule on offense. If we can't block them with five, we'll leave six in. We can't block them with six, we'll leave seven in. But understand, if there's seven men in, there's only two guys on the route. And so... Well, they, the Falcons did that to us and got a 40-yard completion. Right, right, right. But, but that's, that's, that's what they do. That's what you do. That's football. You can't just keep doing the same thing and getting gashed well, my, without understanding what you got to do. My issue with it, Leroy, is this. Because a lot of times, you know, people think it's the linebackers and they like, wow, you know, and I, don't get me wrong, our linebackers do look inexperienced at time, but I was looking at it and it's like, how, you asking me to play linebacker, but I, how am I supposed to do what I'm supposed to do when I got my defensive tackles is in my lap. So yeah, the Browns right. did it. They did a great job. You go out and you go sign up, you go trade for a linebacker. But he's gonna get in there and get the same problem. I got two defensive tackles in my Correct. lap. I can't move to make the play. So they need. To, why will they not go out there and address that situation? That's the frustrating part to me. Well, the, the biggest, the glare issue for this defense and why it doesn't work. Yeah, you got some inexperienced linebackers, but it's because you don't have no dogs. You need somebody with an attitude that can play in the middle and at least take up a double team right. or at least at worst Correct. stand your ground. Don't get blew off the ball. And that's until we get that, it's gonna be they run trap and dive all game right and that's what they're doing they, they they're going off tackle they push in either uh clowny or or, or um miles garrett up the field and they're going right underneath them. um but here's what i would do tyvis what you have to do is stun them you gotta you gotta create for those guys we do it on offense we do it on offense when, 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 you know, you can't block them up in the middle. Then, then you do some things to, to, to kind of still get the job done, but, but you got to be more creative with it. I don't understand. That's what's been lacking. At though, what point? Huh? That's exactly what's been lacking though. You, you're not getting pressure from your DNs yet. You're not drawing up any other blitz schemes to try to send more guys after the quarterback. Like there is zero creativity in this defense. He's stubborn. Let's bring Robert into the conversation, too, because he's here as well. Watch. Ask him. Yeah, ask him. Ro- ask him. Robert, what, Robert. Is, what was Leroy's nickname in Minnesota? 
Uh, that's funny. Uh, I don't know, mouth. <laughs> no. What did call? What did call call me? <laughs> what did call call? I don't call remember. Me? I don't toe remember. Popper. The original oh, toe, toe popper. popper. <laughs> See, but we but we also but we also had the uh, the ads, the ass dude. So we had uh, we had I was light ass dude. There was dark ass dude, dark le- chocolate <laughs> ass dude, and we were. Leroy, Leroy, Leroy was uh, Tad, T A D, talking ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, hey, everybody else had a color, and they just did. I think they did that just so they could say I, I talk a lot. That's it. Yeah. It was effective though. It I remember, worked. I remember uh, Leroy. Leroy had TMJ, which is like a you know like a jaw condition. And uh, we we said no, TMJ. It's got it's got it's got a new meaning now. It's too much gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so Robert, check this out. So, and you've played a, a, enough offense, and you've heard enough offense coordinators say this: that when you go through a course of a game, and you having problems uh, protecting the quarterback, that offense coordinator will come to the sideline and say, hey. If we can't block them with five, we're going to block them with six. If we can't block them with six, we're going to block them with seven. That's just the way we're going to do things. And defensively, if we start gashing them and running the football, the safety start creeping in. Now, yeah. the way it worked with us was when you see those safeties crank, uh, coming up, that was a Randy Moss pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know he one-on-one and he could outrun everybody. So you have counters to everything that either the offense or the defense does, and you kind of play this game during the whole course of the game. I don't understand with the Browns why they continue to do the same thing and think that it's going to get better. Stubborn. Because they got defensive tackles 10 yards down the field because they getting blowed off the line of scrimmage, right? And – Nobody on the sideline say, hey, maybe we'll change it up a little bit. Let's move them around a little bit. Let's get some linebacker help or something, right? They just keep doing the same thing. Yeah, it's it's, and it's wild. And you know, I, you know, and, 200 and I yards. Talk, and I heard Ty was talking about it. He's right. You know, and, and this is, you know, they, they came into the game. The Chargers came into the game as one of the worst rushing offenses in the league, you know, uh, averaging just under three yards a carry. Uh, and, you know, and – ran for I think 170 yards more than their season total mm. or excuse me season average so yeah you're right man you got to do something different and if it's not you know it, it's got to be extra bodies if you don't have the personnel and if you don't have the personnel right. from week to week you got to think about replacing that personnel and, and and I agree you know you bring in Deion Jones at linebacker and it's the same it's it's the same solution that you've been doing and what I mean what do they say? The definition of insanity is, yep. is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And it seems like they're doing the same thing over and over. You know, I just, you know, you look around the league and, you know, I've had the opportunity to call, you know, games in different places this year and teams just get creative. You know, Vance Joseph last week, uh, Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator going against Philadelphia, you know, he, he brings a lot of pressure out of the secondary and a lot of it is, uh, you know, to counter run. It's not just a counter pass. I think people people always think of extra bodies as, you know, being there, being there, uh, you know, for uh, blitzing and pressuring the quarterback. But sometimes you got to do that in a run. Uh, but point. it's always give and take, right? Like you like you said, you know, if it's a seven or an eight man protection, you might only get two or three out into the route. Uh, and if you bring extra bodies up into the line of scrimmage to try and stop the run or to generate pressure, then you're going to leave yourself exposed on the back end. Which is uh, the I last just thing say this defense that, can afford to do. Well, here's the deal, though. When you're getting gashed with 200 yards, at that point it doesn't matter if you give up a pass. Just don't give up. Stop something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, you got to stop hey, something. That's what I was saying. You have got to stop. You can't let – a team just run the ball down your throat, period. That's the just easiest thing to do is it, let them run. Absolutely. Turn around and hand the ball off. You know, at least you, you're you throwing the ball. Ball can get tipped. Ball can get dropped. Ball can get intercepted. You know, they, that's, that, that's that old saying. You know, you drop back to throw the ball and 
you know, three things can happen and two of them are bad. Like uh, you have to try and stop the run first. That's the first goal of any defense. And, and you're right. Like if you're not controlling gaps up front or even worse, if you're getting pushed back to the linebacker level, so those guys can't move, let alone flow, you got no chance. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Leroy, I know you've got to run. Thanks for stopping by. Hopefully next week we're celebrating a win and not yeah. dissecting the same nonsense week after week. Jay yeah. over it. Well, I am hey, my advice to my advice to the Browns is stop the damn run. Stop the run. Do, before Belichick, we let you go, do you think they win Sunday? Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. What's his name? Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Don't say that. <laughs> That boy led. Uh, yeah. He, he I'm broke the record it. in college. Don't do that. Broke the where? Where? Most pass, most no most passing Saginaw yards State. and most passing touchdowns in college history. Yeah, but usually the guys that hold those records in college aren't good in the NFL. That's fine. No, I know, he but got, they usually don't go to play for Bill Belichick. That's, yeah, that's true too. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Those are sweet looking uniforms right there. Yeah, those are their best. I like the old school ones. He got yeah. he can With pass the, the ball. That's all. Hey, I mean. listen, uh, Leroy, enjoy your weekend. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and we'll see you Alrighty. next week. Hopefully, talking about a right. victory. Robert, yeah. do you have a gut on this one because? I, I mean, right now the conversation is it's going to be a victory. And Leroy says, yeah, it's going to be a win. Bull actually guaranteed a victory. Bull said that they would win wow. or he would wear a Baker Mayfield jersey on the show, which blew me away. And I can't stand Baker Mayfield. He said wait, bet the house, wait, but he did wait, say wait, don't bet my house, Carolina your house. or Brown. I said I was going to buy a Carolina Ooh, uh, Panthers. They got a weed, I'm eh? buying a cheapy one, though, if it happens, but, but, they got a but I, I will buy it. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna have to spend a whole lot on it. No, <laughs> you get it on the discount rack. He's already. In the, I mean, it's a good point. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.